Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, uh, with the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board having made its decision on the uh, student uh, police uh, liaison program within its schools, uh, the focus is now turning to the Hamilton Catholic Board. Should they follow suit? Will they follow suit? Let's bring in, uh, well, before we bring in Kojo, let's play a clip. This was uh, Superintendent Will Mason, Community Mobilization, Hamilton Police Services, just had him on and his reaction to the canceling of this program. Well, and I, I mean, I, I take that to heart. I mean, we don't want the police, we don't want people to feel threatened by the police. We do realize, I realize as a police officer, that if I show up somewhere in uniform, uh, for some people, that will uh, cause them to be a little bit nervous or anxious. Uh, the reality is we are people in the community just like anybody else, just like, just like teachers, just like radio hosts such as yourself. Uh, we come from the community. Many of us live in this community and have children that go to school in this community. Uh, let's bring in Kojo Dampke, uh, manager of programs, Hamilton Center for Civic Inclusion. And Kojo is with us now. Kojo, thank you for the time. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, your thoughts on, I don't know if you heard uh, Superintendent Will Mason's comment, your thoughts on what he said and, and your thoughts on this program uh, being canceled. Yeah, I think uh, students, black, indigenous students have spoken. Uh, I think for historically, uh, black and indigenous students have not been listened to. And uh, when they've raised their concerns, staff and teachers and, and, and administrators have always uh, not listened to them. So the commun- communication of all of this action that, was, that happened on Monday is to is to ensure that their agency and their safety is put to the fore. If 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 they don't feel safe in school, if uh, cops are being called in in schools to intimidate, card, and 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 and, and other dubious uh, 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 other dubious acts are being done towards black and other racialized students, then that needs to stop. It doesn't matter whether uh, 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 police. Uh, feel that the program is is good or trustees feel that the program is good or not. The safety of every student should be uh, uh, prioritized and black and indigenous and racialized students are not prioritized in our school systems, public and Catholic. Um, uh, was this program, I mean, when these programs were started, they were lauded because this was a, uh, a builder between the community and the, uh, and the police service. You know, the whole idea behind this was to prevent the issues that we're seeing now that are, that are canceling it. What went wrong here? Yeah. So I think that's a, a little bit of a misnomer. People don't look at things historically. The reason why police were in schools in the first place was because of the no zero, no zero tolerance policy. In the beginning, uh, when, when there were Caribbean in the seventies and in the eighties, there were Caribbean teachers that advocated for, for public school boards to put more money into addressing issues of racism. But then, that money was not uh, 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 put into those issues. And so our government had this no zero tolerance policy, and that led to police being invited into schools, and that continued to criminalize black and indigenous people, people and students in our schools. So that was the precursor for allowing such a program to start in the beginning in the 90s for 
because in the 70s and 80s, black student, black teachers were saying, hey, look, you need to put more money into addressing issues of racism. That wasn't done. Instead, they wanted to have this uh, no zero tolerance policy that led to having police in schools. So in other words, the community wasn't directly involved in this program. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And that is why now students have taken up their own agency and they are organizing and they are saying that they don't feel safe in schools. And if trustees and and other administrators think that is a reactionary moment, then they, they are not listening and they are doing these students a great disservice. Uh, we also asked uh, Superintendent Will Mason, is this about the, the liaison program or is this about system, uh, systemic racism uh, within the service? Here was what he had to say. Uh, I, I can't really speak to that. I, uh, as I said, we, for us, uh, this particular piece is, is uh, what we've seen and we've been told it was about the program itself um as far as the systemic racism piece if there was something in the review that pointed to that again we're more than willing to make those adjustments your thoughts kojo come on now (laughs) the main reason it was canceled was because of systemic racism like let's not let's not let's not play semantics here he didn't answer the question Right. The reason why this program was canceled was because uh, uh, black, indigenous and other racialized students are targeted compared to white students. And that means that those students, black, racialized students, don't feel safe in schools. So Mm -hmm. then the program needs to be terminated. What 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 were the outcomes of the program? The school board didn't know the outcomes. The police haven't shared their outcomes. If this program was so beneficial, where are the outcomes and where are the metrics? Students gave their testimonials. There were over 100 students that gave their testimonials, former students, current students. That is the evidence. What more evidence do trustees and administrators and the police need to see before they accept that this is an issue of systemic racism? And, and, and I want to just reinforce what you just said, Kojo, because again, this is, this started with the school liaison program, which again was supposed to, to, to bridge the gap between the two. Uh, that being said, the community views this as an extension of sy- uh, systemic racism. Is that accurate? Yes, it yeah. is exactly what it is. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. So what happens now, Kojo? How does this discussion move forward? Well, the, the, the students have made it clear they want other community-informed ways of addressing these issues, right? I know that uh, on Monday, most of the, the trustees from the public board were hung on the fact that uh, police come in to give education about uh, uh, sexting and what have you. There are other organizations that do that in the community. So those organizations do it in a in a in a in a more community-based oriented fashion that ensures that every student feels safe. 
So those are the organizations that should be called into schools. Those those are the organizations that should be making uh, 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 relationships with schools, with students, to ensure that we are building a, 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 a just community, a better community, one that is, is informed on care as opposed to violence, right? That is what we're doing. And also, I want everyone to know that the termination of the the program doesn't mean that if an incident, a criminal incident happens at a school, police are not allowed or police can't be called. Right. So that is one thing that people need to understand, right? That the, the termination of the program doesn't mean that if there was illegal activity happening at a school or if there was a criminal activity happening at the school, that police are, are, are not to be called. So we need to really get the facts straight here. Because people keep uh, 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 thinking that because the, the program has been terminated, that's it. And the last thing is I think the Catholic School Board also needs to look at this critically. I would say, and we, we've spoken to students too, that the same issues that were happening at the public board are the same issues that are happening at the, at the Catholic Board as well. I know they had a meeting yesterday. Uh, we couldn't find... The, the 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 audio for that meeting yet so we'll find out what exactly they are going to do because i know that they also have issues of systemic racism at their board and they will have to start addressing it um kojo we have been saying for years and you know perhaps the uh, uh, uh the liaison program is an example or was an example of that where police need better education they ne- they need to better understand mental health uh, race race relations uh, hate crimes terrorism cybersecurity what have you um and, and we're constantly asking them to do more now we're talking about defunding uh, police who fills that gap what what how do we square that when we're asking them to do more yet now telling them to do less was it a wrong approach to get them to do this in the first place um are we asking them to do too much yes i would say that look you know the city of hamilton and the hamilton police board has overseen increase in funding to the to the police services for over years i recall in 2013 when uh, Councillor Terry Whitehead asked the former chief of police to look at a reduction in the budget, he actually said if there was a reduction in the budget, then the liaison program will be the first to be cut. That tells you something, right? So, again, we are saying that stop with, with giving the police increasing funds where most of the money goes into guns, into armored trucks, and start investing in the community, their neighborhood organizations, their uh, community organizations, their are other means of investing in communities and investing in neighborhoods so that the, 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 the issues we're dealing with are preventative as opposed to punitive. When we talk about poverty, are we doing any proactive uh, investment in addressing the issues around poverty. We have an opioid crisis in this city. Have we invested money into that? We are in a global pandemic, and we are asking our public health officials to do all the work to ensure that this COVID-19 doesn't spread. How much money has been invested in public health? Meanwhile, we are investing $170 million 
into a police into a police service. Our public health it doesn't even get fifty million, and we are depending on them to keep us safe. So we really need to rethink where taxpayers' money go. And it's incumbent on all city councillors and our mayor to also ask these critical questions because then they are doing us a disservice as well because our money goes into policing while uh, our social safety, our psychological safety is not being invested in. We uh, obviously in the last uh, uh, few weeks and such, and, and certainly since the tragic death of, of George Floyd, this has become a, a, a front and center issue. Uh, systematic racism, I believe, exists in all organizations as well as police. Is this message getting out? Is it changing? Is this a tipping point? I, I believe so. Um, I think that those changes need to happen. It's incumbent on political leaders and elected officials to, to make that change. We just saw a video of an LCMP officer dragging somebody on yeah. the ground, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. I think Canadians need to understand this is not an American problem. This is a Canadian problem, right? Here in Hamilton, uh, there was also the, the police, uh, the Chevra, Abdi, Severana Abdi, died at the hands of Hamilton police, and Severana was dragged down seven flights of stairs before she died. So people should know that this is a Hamilton issue. This is a Canadian issue. Yes, the, 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 the horrific and gross display of police brutality that led to the death of George Floyd has... Uh, uh, become the flashpoint, but these things happen right here in Hamilton, and that is why even today you are seeing that at a, at, at council meeting there were over a hundred people that have written to council uh, that have written to council to say, look, you need to start defunding the police and putting that money into transit, climate change, affordable housing poverty reduction, those are the things that we need that will keep our community safe. How do we keep this discussion, for lack of a better word, in the center and not to the extremes, where probably nothing will get accomplished? How do we keep both sides engaged in this? So let me paint a picture for you. Um, You know, when, when you have a room full of people that have food, right, and people are outside that don't have food, and they knock on the door, and they say, hey, can you please give us some food? And they shut the door in front of them, and they keep on knocking and saying, hey, can you please share your food with us, right? And the door keeps uh, keeps shutting in their face. Eventually, people are going to break down the door. Yeah. We've been saying this for years upon years upon years upon years. Look, uh, last year, there was a huge debate about the city of Hamilton starting an anti-racism resource center. And councillors were asking where the money is going to come from to support an anti-racism center, right? So now, when we are talking about systemic racism and people are asking for a defunding police, that is the passion and that is the frustration we've had when we've been trying to talk about systemic racism for years and even for centuries, if we, if we include 
the systemic discrimination and violence that have been put on indigenous communities and people in this country. How do you move this beyond lip service? Obviously, everybody, this has everybody's attention now. Uh, how do you keep this moving with, with positive change and not just have it be like the past, where it's lip service and, and you know, some, some cosmetic changes and, and, and move on? Well, look, I think that uh, all the organizers and all the people that are doing this work, they've learned from history, right? That is why on Monday you saw that the young organizers went into the street and they live-streamed the meeting so that we heard every little comment that every trustee said, right? And so we are holding that a way to hold people accountable so that now we know exactly what they stand for, what they are saying, and when the time comes, if they are not willing to make that change to ensure that people are safe, there will be a time where their names will be on a ballot and other people are going to run against them and will ensure that people that are open-minded, people that are willing to listen to residents, listen to students, and, 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 and ready to make the real change, those people will be voted in. So now everybody is watching, everybody is listening in, and this applies to all levels of government, municipal, provincial, and federal. Everybody's tuning, everybody's listening, everybody's keeping track. How significant is this uh, event, the situation with uh, this program being canceled? And again, th- this speaks to systemic racism to me more than, than a liaison program. This is just one of many. Um, but, but how significant is this to have uh, spoke up, been heard and now have this action it's very significant because that's how a democracy works that's how we want residents to be engaged in decision making in the government that they've they've elected so it's it's a huge change like elected officials are meant to serve they are meant to listen they are meant to 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 take information and to make informative decisions but we are seeing that currently elected officials don't want to do any of that. They are presented with evidence. They are pre- presented with testimonials. Over 100 people send them emails. Over 100 people calling to say, hey, look, you need to make a change. And all of them dismiss that? No. We are holding all of them accountable. And this is empowerment of their agency and the change that they want to see in their city, in their community. Kojo Dampty has been with us, manager of programs, Hamilton Center for Civic Inclusion, talking about the canceling of the police student liaison program. Kojo, thanks so much for the time. Thanks so much for the insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Yes, you too. Thank you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.